Are you a fanatic? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fanatic Life Podcast. Here are your hosts, John Gunter and Jamie Tipton. I make no promises. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fanatic Life Podcast with John Gunter and Jamie Tipton. Hope you've been having a great week. Glad to have you back with us. Check us out on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Fanatic Life Podcast. And as always, make sure you check out the show notes. I'm going to put all the links to anything we talk about there. And hopefully, hopefully that'll be helpful to you as we talk about different things all over the spectrum. As usual, Jamie, how's it going, man? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I just want to warn our listeners about clicking on unknown links from John. Just, <laughs> just be careful. That's right. Oh, I sent something to uh, to a buddy of ours, Seth, <laughs> via Facebook Messenger, and as soon as I, as soon as I sent it to him, it, it just sounded like something that would be a a legit threat. <laughs> so I had to I had to send him a little code. I think I even mentioned it on the podcast. I had to send him a little, hey, it's from me, you know, and then give him something that only I would know, <laughs> so he would know. He's like, dude, I was just in here looking at this. So uh, yeah, your be birthday is <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, when we were 17, we, no, I said some things that, uh, only he would know and appreciate. So you remember that very cold night? I still do. (laughs) (laughs) I think about it often. (laughs) Uh, and back to the podcast. Sorry about that folks with our diversion. We, (laughs) We, uh, (laughs) we can, we can edit that out. We've known each other for years, so you'd never know. Uh, that's just, that's just how it goes. So, um, Anything new? Anything new this week that you uh, that you've done? Same old, same old. What? I have my off vacation and went back to work. Oh, we are sorry, sir. And started my my final semester. Oh, well, that's a good thing though. Now you're starting an internship, right? Uh, or do you have to? Some, yeah, sometime. Okay, well. <laughs> I didn't, you know, and I would have uh, done a lot better in college. Like the first time when I went in for information systems, had I done something like that? I was just trying to survive though, you know, low on hours, had to take bowling and things like that, you know, stuff to get the GPA up. So, you know, just trying to keep my head above water. When I went back for ministry, it was fine. You know, I, I got that, but Man, the first time, actually, when I went for ministry, I thought, man, they're not going to let me in here because they see my see my transcripts. They they know I can't do the work. And it's it's amazing what a oh fifteen years of maturity will do to you. Oh yeah, well, I told a bunch of those young kids I was in class with, I was like, listen, I got a lot of appreciation and respect for you guys. I said because I I couldn't do it. I wasn't near as mature as you or or something. Didn't have the study habits. But, you know, we didn't we didn't necessarily have to study a whole bunch in, in high school either. So I wasn't prepared. Now, some of, but some of our classmates, you know, did very well that, that uh, finished lower than us, you know, in, in school. But they had a, a work ethic that took them a lot further than than I was ready to go. <laughs> I, think, right. I think I went into college burnt out, though. I, I did had so many things going on that I needed like a year to, to chill, <laughs> just do, do nothing. And that that's what happened to me that year off turned into about 15. Exactly. Yeah. Ready to, and that, and that's part of it too. You know, they say, well, if you don't go now, you won't go. And that for most people, that's probably the case. And you're, you're getting back in it and 
and I've gone back and changed com- completely changed careers and that's not not exactly easy but man once you get on the other side of it it's it's a good deal but oh enough about our education Jamie uh, I'm sure everybody wants to hear about that well I wanted to t- I wanted to start off the the show today by talking about true crime now I have been I guess for a long time I will especially at night if I'm if I'm up doing something, I might have something kind of as background noise. And I may I may be watching like a serial killer documentary or Ted Bundy. I think one of our episodes, the beginning of last year was serial killers. And so I, I'm always watching stuff like that. It's 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 kind of like the cliche, you know, if they ever watch my if they ever look up my my history, my uh, viewing history on that. They think, you know, I'm the next one. But all that stuff fascinates me, especially how they try to catch them or how they couldn't or why they couldn't, you know. And so lately, I felt like I exhausted like my video options. And so I started, I asked a friend of mine who started talking about true crime. Actually, I have a couple of of friends, both females, who who had mentioned true crime. And I asked one of them, all right, tell me where to get started. And so I started on uh, what she recommended was Up and Vanished. She said, start with season one because... Season one is all about one particular case. Season two is, a, is about one particular, but they have updates from season one. And then season three is its own thing as well. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a link to that in the show notes as well. And it, it's, it's fantastic because these are, these are cold cases. These are things that haven't been solved in a long time. And uh, just, uh, just to kind of give you a heads up on, on season one, they, they get a break in the case while this is going on. This this guy who uh, he was a filmmaker in Atlanta, Georgia, and while he just decided to kind of investigate this and and see if he could make a podcast, he said, "I'm not a podcaster, but I'm interested in it. I kind of want to help if I can, and you know, see see where it goes." and And so he gets on this and works on it for a long time, and over the course of I think a couple of years, kind of crazy twists and turns, and this thing had been cold for like I don't know. 10 years, something like that, 10, 11, 12 years. And it's just, just kind of amazing to, to hear some of that. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty as far as, you know, you see mistakes or, you know, come to that conclusion. But I'll tell you one thing that was fascinating to me during, during his podcast, as he was, as I was listening to, uh, to season one, which again, I highly recommend, he starts talking about how, and I'd seen this with like Bundy and I don't know, all these all these different shows I'd watched, a lot of times killers will interject themselves into like the investigation. Like it's a power thing or an ego thing, or even just like, I want to know what they know, kind of like an anxiety thing possibly as well. And so he, as he was talking about that, he said, well, here's this famous case that, you know, you need to, you need to hear about if you haven't heard about it. Another Georgia case, a guy by the name of Stephen McDaniel, uh, this is this is a while back now. He he actually killed his neighbor, and the the interesting thing is, it's not funny. I didn't mean to laugh, but it's just it's crazy and it's perfect timing. So he is being interviewed. He has already killed his neighbor. That he's being interviewed about it. So he's interjected himself in the case, and as he's being interviewed, he finds out that they have found part of her body. He thought he'd. Made, he thought he'd gotten away with the perfect crime, you know, gotten, you know, evidence gone, all that good stuff. And he finds out during an interview with a news station that, oh, yeah, by the way, they have found a body. 
and his brain completely shuts down. It is, it is nuts to watch. I'm going to play this audio uh, here for a second. It's about just a little over a minute, but I want you to hear this. Hear how he, you know, he's responding and you know, trying to, sounds like he's trying to be helpful, kind of frames himself as a friend who's, you know, we, we've been vigilant looking, and then his brain breaks. The only thing we can think is that maybe she went out running and someone snatched her. Because I mean, we went at, we went over. One of her friends had a key. We went inside and tried to see if there was anything amiss. But I mean, she had a door jam that was sitting right by it, so there was no sign that anyone broke in. I mean, the door was locked when everyone got here. I mean, we we just don't know where she is. What about um, in the like the parking lot area? I know they've been doing a lot of. I think that's where they have recovered the body or whatever they recovered from there. Body. Um, had you heard? Any, had you seen anything there? Had you seen anything there? Right. I mean, we don't know if this is the same person. You know what I mean? Like they took out a body there earlier. We don't know if it's the same person or not. So that's why we're trying to ask people if they know who lived there. Are you okay, sir? I think I need to sit down. Okay. Well, he walks off and sits down. Did you hear his brain break on that? I mean, that's, that's completely nuts. You, you see his face and you, and you heard him say, body. It was, it was at that moment he realized he was not getting away with this. I sent this clip to you, Jamie. What was your impression of it when you saw that? just the whole interview like he doesn't move like at all it's just weird <laughs> yeah he's a he's a weird dude yeah and i think you're thinking of actually the interrogation afterward so he does oh, this well, and you hear him talking so much and uh uh you hear him kind of being real chatty and then <clears throat> then the whole hey what about this place where they found their her body and he goes body and then you know he just shuts down he comes back and actually i've linked to that clip in the show notes that clip is like 11 or 12 minutes. He just comes back and he's like bawling. And <laughs> I think I just, she's a, such a you know nice girl. And he was having to put on a show. I think he was just crying for himself though. Cause he knew he was done at that point. But uh, if you look up his inter uh, interrogation as well, and I'll, I'll link to that as well. Uh, it is, it is nuts. So he went from being all chatty and, and everything to, he doesn't move. I told Jamie, I said, watch this clip. I said, he looks like a, I don't know. Looks like a scarecrow of some sort. His his vocabulary and his phrasing goes from, you know, all, you know, chatty and happy and I'm her friend to uh, yes, no, I don't know what you mean. I didn't do anything. And like I've seen her in two or three weeks, well, the last two or three weeks. I mean, that's it. He went from all that and you will hear like uh, investigators like, what is wrong with you? You know, we were just talking today about all these things and now you're like, you're not saying anything. And it's so, it's so creepy. And actually his interrogation is like two hours. I told Jamie, I said, just, just go ahead and scroll through that real quickly. And the dude like almost never moves for two hours. He just sits there. I, I'm, I, I'm just saying his brain broke at that point. That's what happened. So I want to, I want to just throw out there that you need to watch, uh, up and vanished. Uh, you need to, you need to watch these clips because they're fascinating just to see just what perfect timing that this, uh, this news station did a fantastic job. I would love to learn the uh, kind of the reason they were uh, interviewing him, if they had any idea or thought maybe he was involved or if they just happened to like, hey, we need to interview someone that's been helping look 
you know, or whatever, uh, whatever they were doing at that point. If they, if they had a, uh, any suspicion about him, that's even more ingenious <laughs> than, uh, than just the sheer luck, uh, just to put him on camera and, and just mention the body. Hey, they found the body body. Yeah. What, I, what I do now, can I run while on camera? Uh, so yeah, watch, uh, listen to up and vanished. Now I will say this. I had, I got it on Apple podcast and season one, like stopped at some point. Like I couldn't see like further episodes into it. And so I had to switch over to Spotify and I've actually been using overcast lately. Really like that one as well. So they, they both showed all the episodes in an episode or in uh, season one. I don't know what the deal was, but again, up and vanished season one, uh, a great, a great listen. Problem is, uh, if you like that kind of thing, it is, it is seriously a rabbit hole. It's one of those things where you got to make yourself turn it off and go to bed. <laughs> so, you know, if you're up messing around, just listening, but especially if you're driving, Hey, go tune into that. Now, you're not a big true crime guy. Are you? No, I am not. Uh, I'm more into the, uh, what they call scripted podcasts. Um, one I discovered here recently, uh, it was called uh, Bridgewater. It's a fictional podcast. It's more like a supernatural undertones to it. Uh, without giving it all away, it's like a small town, and I think it was somewhere in the northeast. Supposedly, like all these the weird stuff happens in the woods, and guy's dad disappeared like early eighties. All of a sudden, they like. <clears throat> jump to present day and like they find some uh like he was a a police officer they find his badge and like doesn't look like it's aged at all it's real interesting i won't go into more details because don't want to jump down that rabbit hole and give too much away if somebody wants to listen to it but uh the main actor i don't know if you watched the show uh supernatural i have not sure haven't one of the uh the actor who played uh, Castiel, people who've watched the show know who I'm talking about. He's the uh, the main voice actor on the show. You know, they've actually got some fairly recognizable people that play uh, Nathan Fillion, who's in a whole bunch of things. I think it was Castle. I think that's what it's called. He was, he's on a new show. I can't think of the name of it, but he was on Firefly and some other shows. He plays, he's the voice of the dad. So, you know, it's, couple of big name actors very interesting you know if you're into the fiction supernatural occult type stuff i mean it's pretty good listen so it's basically an audio movie type of thing yeah yeah it's uh they're they're like 30 minute episodes so i'd almost say it's like an audio tv show okay yeah i don't guess i've ever listened to anything like that but i don't know i enjoy trying different things (laughs) you know as as somebody, especially if somebody likes it and you can tell me, Hey, here's a good one to start with. Yeah. I've, I've never listened to any of those before TV though. I mean, that's, that's what radio was, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't, you know, all music and stuff like what we're, we're used to today and talk, you know, talk radio and all that. It was more of, you had your, your scripted shows that, you know, instead of gathering around the TV in the, the evenings, you know, families would gather around the radio and listen. Mm-hmm. Gather around, boys and girls. Got to use the old time, old time radio, radio voice. On this episode of <laughs> The Lone Ranger. <laughs> That's right. Yep. 
Yeah, I, uh, I'll have to check that out sometime. You know, after I, I go through the entire, you know, podcast universe of true crime. So, you know, might get I'll, through it, I'll, might not. I'll see you next Tuesday, 10 years from now. <laughs> That's exactly right. It'll be a while. Yeah, my wife is like, you know that podcast is going to be there tomorrow, right? <laughs> so, well, you know. just like, shh. <laughs> So I will say this, if you have any recommendations out there, send them to me. Uh, bonus points if it is, you know, it was something like a cold case and it is now solved. Because this podcast, that I, the Up and Vanish podcast, uh, uh, season one, like I said, that was a cold case that was, had been cold for a long time. And it was a, it was a weekly or bi-weekly, I think every two weeks maybe. Uh, podcast. So people who were there for that had to wait two weeks to find out, Hey, is there any more information? And I think that was like 2017, 2016, 2017. And you know, today uh, we're, we're uh, four, almost five years away. So I get to binge it. And that's, I don't know, that's always more fun for me instead of uh, as they, as they release these uh, episodes weekly, like Ted Lasso, which is uh, we can talk about that sometime. But yeah, Bridgewater is what Jamie talked about. And again, I'll link to that as well. Now you, you mentioned a, a movie that you liked. I had never heard of it, or at least I don't remember it. Uh, and they have remastered it. Uh, what do you want to say about it? The movie's name is Willow. Well, the, the clip I sent you was from year, several years back of the remastering. But no, they have a, a sequel series coming out on Disney+. Plus. But uh, Willow kind of, you know, how we've talked about the never ending story. We've talked about Dark Crystal for you. Willow is kind of that for me. It was one of those fantasy movies that I don't know why I liked it, but I liked it. And it was like kind of, I mean, I, st- I still like watching the trailer i'm like mm, i kind of want to go back and watch willow you know i hadn't watched it in a few years you know i, w- I want to watch it now uh but um stars uh Wark davis uh which a lot of people may not know who that is but they know who that is because he is uh he has played in star wars harry potter um he was the leprechaun in the leprechaun movies um I can't think of the professor's name in Harry Potter, but he was the, the charms professor. Uh, he, he is a little person. Um, he played one of the Ewoks in star Wars. And I think he even actually the, uh, the guy who played R2D2 either. I think he may have passed away, but he kind of took over that role as well. You know? So he, you know, was okay. Doing R2D2. Um, but it also has Val Kilmer in it. Uh, basically, it's you know just kind of you. You have this evil queen, and this child was born like a it was a prophecy, and the child was born that was in her reign of terror. And it's basically them saving the day. But now they've they've got the uh, sequel series coming out. It's coming out this year. I don't know if they've actually got a actual release date. Uh, all I've seen is a. Uh, it's a little clip where they're talking to Warwick Davis and some of the cast and it's a good hearted, you know, 
he's going around talking to the younger cast members. Oh, what was your favorite scene from Willow? And they're like, oh, we've never seen it. And he's just kind of <laughs> like, oh, my God, what's wrong with these people? You know, and it's. It's always so it, interesting it's, to to hear kind of what what was our thing, you know, that, that movie that maybe you saw that nobody else saw. And it was a favorite of yours. Like you said, Dark Crystal, I, you know, I thought everybody had seen that and and no, absolutely not. They have not. But I, you know, that was a big part of my childhood, you know, initially hiding behind the couch because I was scared to death. These things were terrifying. And, and what's funny is I don't ever remember you watching that movie. Mm. Maybe that was just it's, between, you know, I didn't want you to see me scared or something, you know, cause you well, kind of I mean, idolized me as this big, strong guy, you know, always looked up no. to, is that how it went? No, no, no. That's a complete. <laughs> Complete, utter nonsense. And as your sister. I can't remember. Yeah, well, probably <laughs> nonsense there as well. Uh, uh, but well, yeah, I don't ever remember you talking about Dark Crystal you yeah. know, as, as kids or anything like that. See? Yeah. You know, so I, when you were like talking about it, I'm like, Dark Crystal. I was like, I don't remember John ever watching that. But. Listen, y'all are missing out. I'm just saying y'all are missing out, you know, if you're... If you're I mean, uh, into that kind of thing, a little sci-fi type thing, well, with with puppets, I mean, it's, it's I thought they did a great job. I thought Netflix <laughs> should have gotten them for a season two of the you know the the prequel, but they haven't. And you know, Netflix has been kind of doing some weird stuff, and a lot of stuff's been canceled that people liked, and I just you know budget decisions, and you've had a pandemic in there too. So I mean, it's just kind of changed everything, and. Probably not as much money to spend, but yeah, that was, that was a big deal for me, but, and was certainly glad to see, like I said, the re or the prequel uh, remade. Maybe you should, uh, write a, uh, sternly worded letter to the, uh, executives of Netflix. I could, I just don't know that that'll carry much weight. Hey, this is John from the fanatic life podcast. <laughs> Do what? I we have, I just want to let you know, sir, that we have five listeners and they're all upset. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but, uh, I'm kind of a big deal. That's right. That's right. In my own mind. <laughs> oh, well, there are, there are a couple of things, uh, that, uh, well, there's one other show that I'm looking forward to still, still a long way away. We talked last, I guess it was last year about. Amazon spending so much money on getting the the rights to the Lord of the Rings. And that is set to that that series is is set to premiere this year, September 2nd, I believe is the date. And I am looking forward to that. I didn't even know there was a teaser out. I was doing a little research right before we came on on air. And there is a little little bit of information you can find about the series. And you kind of have to do a, a deep dive. So if you've never read the books or uh, if you've only watched the movies, you probably don't pick up on on everything. Uh, you know, I, I talked about I had I went all through. I don't know if we had a podcast since I finished all of them, but I finished The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And now I've been uh, I've got the other books that he has, like the was the Similarion and there's something else I'm trying to remember. Got all those on Audible so I can I can listen when I'm I'm taking a trip. But it's uh so so if you see a picture and you go oh what's the big deal with this it's well, it's probably because of you know so much more detail in the books but i am looking forward to that because they they had to spend a lot of money to even get those rights and i think like uh what they have to do with it i mean they they can't cheap out they've got to do it well so um 
hopefully, hopefully it's a, a fantastic series that kind of, uh, kind of helps with, uh, well, with the whole series, I guess, even this far removed from the Lord of the Rings, man, it, to me, I could, I could put it in right now and watch it and you know, let's start it over. Let's start the trilogy right now. Now you sent me something funny this week about Lord of the Rings. I shouldn't say like that meme I sent you earlier. It was, uh, let's see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, it was actually, I think it was today. I sent it to you. It was, uh, Basically, it was saying after the success of the Snyder Cut, Peter Jackson is considering releasing the Jackson uncut version of Lord of the Rings, which is eight and a half days long. And then, of course, <laughs> underneath it, it has a picture of uh, Gandalf and it says, don't tempt me, Frodo. And both of us were like, yeah, not going to lie. Or I was like, not going to lie. I would watch it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, did you see we've got a we've got a mutual friend from the same hometown uh, Aaron and her, I guess her family went on a, uh, a vacation over to Europe and she took a picture of like a castle area that was, uh, kind of the inspiration for one of the spots in Lord of the Rings. It always oh, fantastic. You know, you, you think a lot of those things are just kind of made up and, you know, how can anybody envision that? And some of it is, but some of it's based on real things, real places. And that just blows my mind. Uh, because you kind of want to be immersed in that whole experience. I do anyway. I feel bad for the people who only watch things and want to be critical. Like, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I just, you know, for a lot of things, if I already like it, like I like the series, I'm going to tune in and I'm going to try to enjoy, you know, the ride. But, and, and that's what, that's what I like to do is just kind of get immersed in it. And so to see that and see some of the inspiration, I've showed, showed my kids some of the, uh, 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 some of the behind the scenes things uh, on the show. And I don't know. I really, I really like it. Really like everything that Peter Jackson did. And if it was eight and a half days, Jamie, uh, get the popcorn. I'm, I'm going to watch it. We'd probably need at least two bags. Two bags. I'll tell you, me and Wait. me and my son got, got one of those huge bags the other day. And he said, Dad, I always you could put your own butter on this. I said, guess what, son? You can. And we drowned that thing in that popcorn butter. Oh, my goodness. It was good. But he, you know, I thought he's he's eight years old, and he had a, a pretty big size, like, Coke. And he had a whole bag of popcorn. He wanted a, they have dollar hot dogs at our movie theater, which is which is awesome because nothing's a dollar at a movie theater. And then he got some Sour Patch Kids. And I thought, man, this dude's going to have to pee like like 30 times during this movie. And he made it all through Spider-Man, no problem. We actually, I, I let him play some games uh, outside when uh, when we left. And it was actually, wasn't until then that he had to go to the bathroom. So I, uh, I was proud of him. Proud dad moment. Heart. Yeah, that, that reminds me of a story when uh, we all went and watched uh, The Force Awakens. Uh, the, the first of the sequel trilogies when it came out and like we're sitting there and you know it's me the wife and the kids and I could tell one of them one of the twins he was he started leaning up in his seat and was kind of getting getting that restless and like right at the end of the movie like he looks at me and he's like I've got to go to the bathroom <laughs> and I was like Except for a second, my wife's like, I got him. 
course, she could care less about Star Wars. So she was like, yeah, let's, you know, <laughs> you stay. I, I'm going to, I got this. Uh-huh. Well, here, oh. here's one that I think that is worse. So I had already seen Avengers Endgame like at least once, maybe twice. When I finally got a chance, we were on vacation. I took, I, I told my wife, I said, you've got to watch this before somebody spoils it for you. So I took her to a nice uh, place in San Antonio, had the, had the reclining seats, you know, like we talked about last week, you know, all recliners and just super nice. And it was kind of late and she literally fell asleep at the end of the movie. I'm like, come on. She's like, it was so late. No, no. The adrenaline, the excitement, the, the sound. How do you fall asleep in that kind of movie? It's not like it's a bunch of low dialogue. You know, you're, you're having a lot of things happen there. So yeah, my, my wife fell asleep in Endgame. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I think it was one of the, uh, the last Harry Potter movies I've had, I fell asleep in it. But, uh, in my defense, I was working 12 hour shifts overnight and hadn't went to bed yet. So, you know, I was, yeah, you get a pass on that. My wife was on vacation. I mean, come on. Well, <laughs> I'll give her, I'll give her a break because we do have kids. So that's a, that's a big deal. I was thinking say any, any extended period of time spent with you is, not really a vacation. I mean, yeah. somebody I actually, has to say it. Now that I'm thinking of it, I think our our youngest was like a year and a half, and so you can only imagine what <laughs> what what like. I mean, you know, uh, oh, you've got know. kids, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm sure she was a little bit tired. So I'll, I'll give her a pass, <laughs> but I do also give her a hard time. So there you go. Uh, I'm I'm sure she's gave you passes on several things. <laughs> Always. That's how you, that's how you make the dream work. You know, uh, we, we did want to mention, uh, another thing, both you and I have, have caught up. We're all, we're through all three episodes of, uh, the new Boba Fett show on Disney plus was it called the book of Boba Fett? Is that right? The book of Boba Fett. Okay. Well, what, what's your impression three episodes in, uh, to this show? And then I'll, I'll kind of share mine. Uh, well, I, I'm interested in it because I like the, the, the backstory that's going on more than what's going on in the present day. Like, you know, him trying to take over job of the huts territory and all that. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in more of the story from when he crawls out of the Sarlacc pit to where we see him in the Mandalorian, that, that, that story in itself there has got me invested in the series. Now, kind of want to touch back on something you said um, about the people that are like always criticizing. I call those people. And I mean, I call them fanboys um, because it's like there's, you'll watch so many people like, Oh, well this isn't how it happened in the books or this isn't how it happened in the comics or this isn't Canon. I'm like, dude, just it's a movie. Watch it. Enjoy just it for the entertainment value. Yeah. And if you want to talk about canon, especially in comic books, what's canon in comic books is not canon in comic books. It's like you have so many different stories because you have so many different authors that write these books. Each author is going to put their own spin on a character. 
whether you like it or not, that's one thing. But, you know, don't be criticizing because, oh, well, you know, in the comic books, his hair was red, right. not uh, not gray or yeah. black or brown or whatever. Oh, in the comic books, he was a uh, a Martian from, you know, outer space. In the in the movie, he was a, a mutant or whatever. Come on. But the, we're, but the we're, thing is, with, with comic books, it is so wide open. What you have is somebody will be over a run of Spider-Man or, you know, name your superhero. And when that ends, when that guy moves on, or maybe they just end it, it starts over or it starts wherever they want to. So it is the sky is the limit on, on what they show in comic books. But I, I will. You made me think of something there. Uh, two things all, all the time with comic books. You kind of have to be pretty deep into it to understand everything. Like on Endgame, uh, when you have Hawkeye going out with a, a sword killing people. I didn't realize at the time, well, that's another comic book character, Ronan. I actually own a comic book of Ronan. I did not make the connection. And so you got to be pretty deep in it, like the references, and it just goes all over the place. This guy right here has the first appearance of Ronan. Nice. Well, the the first appearance of Boba Fett, or at least that idea as the series on Disney Plus opens, you have to look at Patton Oswalt in Parks and Rec because he's he has this if you if you're a Parks and Rec fan, you probably remember the episode where Patton Oswalt um and Leslie Nope kind of square off about an issue and they end up having this challenge where they kind of have to go off the grid and live like I don't remember the the age, but probably in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he was like head of the historical society or something yeah. of uh, Pawnee or whatever. Yeah, they kept dunking a guy in the in the lake, <laughs> and I don't know. They wanted to preserve it and all this good stuff. But during part of that episode, Patton Oswalt stands up there and he's like filibustering this meeting, and part of his filibuster is to kind of uh, kind of talk about like a Boba Fett, you know, as he emerges from. The sand creature. I don't remember what the name of it was, but Sarlacc. Sarlacc. Yeah. And that's exactly how they begin this. And so people are like, well, he predicted that. Well, no, I think it went the other way is they just like, man, that's awesome. The thing was that Patton at the time was just going off the cuff, right? Yeah, that was like totally improvised. Like if you watch the, uh, looking for the right words here. Uh, the uncut version it's on YouTube. Um, it's basically one take like, and he just like, they just let him go (laughs) like on and on and on. And he finally, he's like, and will you please say cut, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) and like, everybody's like laughing, applauding, like, Cause I mean, it was just so over the top, like what he was going into. Of course, you know, the opening scene is like spot on, but then Patton Oswalt goes like off into left field, you know, with like how it, it's like a stream of consciousness and improv and they just let him run with it. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a good one to watch. It's just, I mean, just, you're like, wow, (laughs) this dude just went off on a tangent of 
total nonsense, but it's great. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I appreciated that. And I didn't make the connection. I'm a big parks and rec fan. I just didn't remember it. And then as I was, as I was looking online or something, I don't know if I, a meme came across or what, but I had, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Oh yeah. I, yeah, I had forgotten about it too. It's been so long since I've watched, you know, sat down and watched parks and recs, you know, there for a while. I mean, that was like season would come out on Netflix and I would binge it, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, I'll catch an episode here and there, but yeah, I like completely forgot about that and was like, Oh my God, he did do that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know if I had COVID back, uh, Oh, about a month or two. And after we shut down initially in 2020, but every, every day like that week, I, I would you know, be okay during the day, but that evening I was going to get a fever. I was going to get chills, all that good stuff and, and kind of headache. And so that whole week I just watched parks and rec. Like I was doing deep dives into where they went to school and, you know, looking at, looking up all these things, Rashida Jones, you know, and her dad being the a producer for like Michael Jackson and all of these things. And I was, I was deep down the rabbit hole of parks and rec. So it, it is unfortunate that I didn't remember that without having to be reminded, but it's just funny when, when people can do that, I would love to be in an improv situation like that, but I don't think it would be nearly as funny or cool as like my mind is going to Boba Fett. (laughs) Like that just wouldn't happen for me. Well, you wanted to, uh, as we were preparing for the show, you wanted to talk about a possible moral dilemma having to do with video games. Do you want to set yes. that up for everyone? Well, here lately, uh, especially this past week that I've been on vacation, when my five-year-old gets home from school, the first thing he wants to do as soon as he walks into the house is play Mario Kart on my Switch, which, okay, bud, let's go, you know? And, I don't, I don't take it easy on him, but it's not like I'm like intentionally hitting him with blue shells and red shells and all that. I just drive like I'm, I'm normally racing, you know? And of course he's having a blast anyway, because whether he finishes in fourth or 12th, you know, in last place, he's ecstatic. You know, he loves it. He loves racing. He loves getting shells and hitting people with it. It's, it's an all around good time. And it's Mario Kart 8 for the Switch that we're playing, which I kind of noticed a few things that are different about this Mario. I don't notice as many shortcuts in this Mario Kart. And if there is a shortcut, it's like you've got a curve and it's like, oh, there's like a little mushroom you can hit and bounce and skip the curve. Oh, okay. Which, you know, to me, that's not the moral dilemma, but it kind of got me thinking like back to the super Nintendo version, there were shortcuts in there that would like shave like 10 seconds off your laptop. (laughs) And it's like, would you consider that cheating? Well, see, I was concerned as you started that, that your whole thing, you were trying to justify beating your five-year-old by you taking shortcuts, the adult. (laughs) Oh no, no, no. I don't, I don't have to take shortcuts (laughs) for now. Let me just tell you. Yeah. For now. And, you know, I, I do, I set him up. It's got like steer assist 
and it's a kind of like where you can set it up where he doesn't have to hit the accelerator all the time. So, you know, it, I give him every, you know, advantage I can because I like seeing him race and be happy. Like there's times he's been in first place. Wow. There's times I'm like, okay, this kid, if he would not get distracted on mm-hmm. trying to like hit people with shells and stuff, he could probably uh-huh. be in the top three or four, you know, right on certain tracks, but he has fun doing what he wants to do. And I'm just like, dude, you go for it. Have at it. You have fun. You know, he likes, you know, picking his character, changing the the card up, the tires. He likes doing all that. And then he just likes causing complete chaos once he's in the race. Oh yeah. Well, I I just, I just say for now, you don't have to, (laughs) you don't have to take the shortcuts. Like my eight year old, you know, we started out and we were, we were very similar. I was better on Fortnite, and you know, like a, like a kid, he's doing deep dives on YouTube. He's, he's playing more and I couldn't hold a candle to him on Fortnite right now. So it, it, it takes a, it takes a while. Never say never. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I saw that on a, I go to pick up my kids and somebody owns a, so we, we drive a minivan. My wife said she'd never have one. Well, guess what? That's wrong. And so I was behind, I was behind a, a white minivan there in the, in the car line. And on the back of their windshield, it says, ain't no shame in my minivan game. Hashtag never say never. <laughs> hey, my, my wife, like we were looking at new vehicles for her. Uh, and she said in a minivan and she said she literally got sick to her stomach. <laughs> what vehicle did we get a year later? <laughs> a minivan. That's right. Once you once you're in one and realize how how set up for families it is, man, it's it's hard to hard to drive some other things. Well, that's so. Back to your question: Is it cheating to use the shortcuts? I, th- the, I think this should be a poll question too. And we need to we need to set up some kind of poll. You know, I don't know because the question I asked you was: Does everybody know about them? And you know, if it's yeah, like I, that just comes to mind, like the Mario, like the Mario game, like you can go now on YouTube and find out, oh, there's some shortcuts that were off screen and things you'd have never known back then. Or, or for us, we had to buy a magazine, right? <laughs> you had to buy right. a magazine. What taking a shortcut in a single player game is all fair. Oh, uh, amen. That's, that's my opinion. Uh-huh. You're playing that game for yourself and you're having fun. You do you. Basically yeah. is how I do that. Mario Kart, like, I I think it should be a uh, a common courtesy. Like, hey, do you know about the shortcuts on this track? If the answer is no, you don't take those shortcuts, or you show that person the shortcuts. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because, you don't you want to be a jerk, <laughs> right? Even as competitive as all of us are. I mean, I know you're still edging out your five-year-old. I know that for a fact. That's what happens. Oh, <laughs> without a doubt. I'm Gotta like rubbing me. it in his face, you know. Uh, doing a little touchdown like, dance, spiking the controller. Yeah. Oh, heck no, those are like $70 controllers. <laughs> hey, I don't know. You don't spike those. Listen, people who throw the controller or spike it, I, I don't, I can't relate. Because that's all I think about it. Man, you know how much that costs? <laughs> and then the ones that throw it at the TV. Yes. What are you doing, man? Get some help. Get some help. 
I mean, if we threw our Nintendo controller at the TV, and I'm talking NES, like we would end up with something broken, like because like the controller <laughs> the would, would bounce off the TV and give us a concussion once it hit us in the head, you know? Yeah, five inches worth of glass to get through. I mean, right. <laughs> there was no breaking that TV or that controller. I don't know how many times I have spiked a, a regular Nintendo controller, you know, being younger and being mad, you know? We had one for years there at our house, the TV that was the whole big console. You know, <laughs> the top of it was lifts up and had a record player in there and all. I mean, my goodness. You think you think some of those uh, uh, big tube TVs were heavy. Those consoles were crazy. Now you pick up pick up one of these, you know, LCD, LED TVs, and it's, man, I could, I could, you know, a stiff wind might take this thing away, but... Well, it was so funny when I first started in retail, the biggest TV we carried was a 35 inch TV Mm. and that Joker was (laughs) heavy. (laughs) And like when we had to change out the display, it took two of us, which climbing up a ladder with it, which (laughs) surprised nobody got hurt doing that. But like, yeah, it, now it's a 32 inch TV is like, Oh, you've got a 32 inch TV. That is so Put small. that on your arm. Right? Yeah. Why are you going? You know, those 40 I mean, inches are pretty cheap, right? Right. Yeah. I, I remember buying one used and a guy helping me move it into, I think it was when I lived in a trailer and we hadn't put up the porch yet. So we kind of had to back up to the house and, you know, using two people and that was still kind of dicey. And that, that was a 32 inch, you know, I can't imagine the 35 and a little extra weight in there. But yeah. Those were terrible. And it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it's yeah, been I'm, a minute. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, the TVs we grew up playing Nintendo on were like what? 13, 19 inch TVs. Oh yeah. I think we had a 19 there at my house. Yeah. My Eight. computer monitors are, are bigger than that. Yeah. I'm staring at two. Two right now that are 27 and one that's a 25, I think. I've got two 22s, you know? It's like, man. And that's just, yeah, that's just what you're using to sit here and, and scroll the internet or do some schoolwork on. And it's crazy how that kind of thing changes. You know, I bought a, do you ever own a plasma? I owned a plasma. My brother has it now. I sold it to him. No, I've never owned a plasma, but I know those jokers were heavy. Too. They are heavy. I'll tell you what, it was a good picture, even as a, uh, like oh, a yeah. 720p, but the, I don't know if the refresh rate was high. It surely it wasn't, but man, they had a really good picture for just I a think, 720p TV. Well, I think they used a, a glass screen too. Mm, okay. And I think that helped. Gotcha. Well, that they had something uh, to do with it. See, that's what I'm, you know, if I ever get the money, I would love to have one of those uh, OLED TVs where I uh, get the. 120 hertz refresh and everything because sometimes when i'm watching football you get the artifacts on there a little ghosting when they throw the ball or something and that that kind of i don't know i don't like that of course my wife uh, is fine with it because she doesn't want to spend you know 2500 dollars on a new tv i was thinking say we we grew up with antenna and analog tvs i'm like yeah, a little bit is not gonna hurt me like yeah i've got a 65 inch tv in my man cave and like last black Friday, it was on sale for like 320 bucks. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I told my wife, I was like, Hey, uh, can I get this? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So 
Well, I tell you one thing. One thing I have done this year that I hadn't done in a while. So, I think it was when I was in college. I went and bought a surround sound system. So it was one of those pretty cheap. I think it's a Philips system. So you got the you got the receiver. You've got all of these like six inch high, you know, little uh, little speakers that go around. And and I had a center channel, you know, that was like basically double the size, two beside it, and then two surround. And like every, every fall that was part of, you know, that's my favorite time of year. And just kind of, you feel like you can get, get outside again and just feel like you have a little more energy. But the fall for me, part of that feeling was watching football with that surround sound. And years ago I I got rid of it because it was, you know, it was a cheap, I bet it wasn't $200 new, you know, and I've just missed it. And so on Facebook Marketplace, I found a good deal on some like very nice speakers with a with a twelve inch sub. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, we can get it. So when we watch Mandalorian or Boba Fett or anything like that, it sounds like you're in the movie theater. I mean, it is it is thump. And I have and I have the twelve inch sub turned down, but you can you can put out some bass. You can put out a lot of things and. So that's, that's one of the things I have gotten recently that, man, I was glad to have back because that was, like I said, that was part of football for me is just having that feeling. And of course, just coming from college where I had actually been at the stadium all the time, I guess the the surround sound helped you feel like you were part of it or something. But you ever gone into surround sound? Oh, yeah. I, I, I probably owned that same Phillips mm. surround sound. Had, did it come with the DVD player? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, mine was a DVD player. Yeah. The, yeah. It was like the head unit was the DVD player. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure I, I, I had, if I didn't have the same one, I had something very similar. Um, right now I've just, I'm just rocking a sound bar on mine. Um, uh, yeah, that's what we had. That's what we replaced with. Well, actually I still had the, I still had the subwoofer from that Phillips system. That's the only part of that system I still had. <laughs> that, that just kind of like that's the whole point of buying the system is for the subwoofer you know <laughs> yeah oh yeah to get get some bass and everything yeah well and i think i've shared this before but uh, our buddy seth that was that's one of my favorite things about being in his house because one year for probably his birthday or christmas they're only three days apart so it doesn't matter but he got a nice surround sound system that had bass and i mean it was awesome and we would play that and get in trouble of course <laughs> Uh, but one night I, I brought over a, a, a rain CD, a thunderstorm CD that we were going to sleep to. <laughs> His mom got up the next day, walked downstairs and was so confused that the sun was out <laughs> because she, she'd been listening to it rain and thunder and storm. She didn't know what to do with that. So we're, uh, again, we're sorry, uh, Jeanette. <laughs> we are sorry for that. Well, we, uh, we've had a lot of fun. We've talked about a lot of different things. I have not necessarily that I can think of tried anything new this week that I would recommend other than uh, that uh, Up and Vanished podcast. And that's going to be my uh, my fan thing for the week is go and, go and try something new. If you're thinking about, you know, or if you like true crime especially, go do it. But if you'll try something new, try Up and Vanished. I'll put the Spotify link in there. So like I said, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts was kind of messing up, didn't show all of the episodes. So I'll put that link there, but I think you can find it anywhere. So Up and Vanished, again, a true crime podcast. Jamie, was there anything you wanted to to mention as a fan thing, or are you going to skip a week? 
Well, actually, I tried something new this very night. Let's hear it. Well, it's actually, it's kind of something old that they re-released. Uh, do you remember the Oreo Cakesters? No, I don't. Oh, man. Well, basically, it's like an Oreo cookie, but instead of a cookie, it's cakes, like Oreo cakes. Uh, they have re-released those. Uh, let's see. Uh, Little Debbie has, have you ever had the, I think they're they're called the Susie Q's? Mm-hmm. A long time ago. That that's what it is. Basically, it's um, that's all it is, really. And I mean, they're good, uh, but they do have one. Uh, they have a nutter butter version that's out that looks pretty good. Uh, that I would like to try. We actually had a box today at work, but uh, it sold before I could get to it. So it's so. a nutter butter what? Cakesters. Cakesters. C-A-K-E-S-T-E-R-S. I've got to look at this to see what see what it looks like. Oh, okay. Nutter, Nutter Butter Cakesters. No, I, I can't say that I've ever seen anything like that. It's interesting. I do like Nutter Butter. You said there's yeah, Oreo I, that you that you had tonight. Huh. But yeah, it, it's a it was a discontinued snack that they have brought back. Well, for some reason, it thinks I'm in Sacramento. That's interesting. Well. <laughs> Pickup not available at Sacramento Supercenter. Okay. Well, all right. Well, you know, you are in South Texas. Well, so. you know, close enough it's, to Sacramento, apparently. Right. I mean, it's just like a mile down the road, isn't it? Something like that. Right when you come into East Texas, I think near Beaumont, there's a sign that says like 800 miles over to El Paso. <laughs> That's how, how wide Texas is. Right. I'm not far from Beaumont. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, oh, I've, I've heard like um, pe- people from overseas, like talking about like driving through Texas or whatever. And like the time it would take you to cross Texas, like you would have traveled through like eight different countries in Europe. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what, you know, every time somebody says, well, this country does this, I look up their population and land size. (laughs) It's like, well, you know, if it was only, you know, if Arkansas was its own country or, or even Texas, as big as Texas is, well, you can focus on just Texas. (laughs) So don't tell me about, oh, well, this whole country does this. Well, they only have a million people. There's, there's 7 million around Houston, you know? So, yeah, and I was in Israel, and that was kind of the case. I think you could go from kind of from north to south in about three hours or so. I mean, that's kind of like that's kind of like being in Arkansas, but I mean, if you if you split the state, you know, southwest to northeast, I mean, it would take you a lot longer than that. Yeah, it, oh, I've made that trip a couple of times, and it's I think it's like six hours. Yeah. And I, now that's going from. Uh, Derek's where we grew up, like mm-hmm. up to right around Jonesboro. Um, yeah, and there's yeah. further further northeast than that too. Yeah, so yeah, and I, you get up to like Corning and and that area. Yeah, and I know when I when I went to Chicago, it was like I want to say I left at like five that morning, and it was. 
we got to Chicago seven, eight o'clock that night. It was like a 15 hour trip. And most yeah. of that was, and I mean, that's like basically two States that I drove through. I yeah. drove through Arkansas, Missouri, and Arkansas. Illinois. Well, in Missouri, like a lot, all you just barely went into Missouri and into Illinois. So, uh, I mean, not crazy. Well, we are we are happy to bring you this geography lesson on the Fanatic Life podcast. Uh, next week, we'll talk about. <laughs> no, no, we will not. <laughs> we did math last week. We did geometry th- or geography, <laughs> geography this week. Um, That's right. We'll talk we about like, land mass. I was going to say science. Yeah, science. Uh, yeah. Ne- we can, we can next week. We can, we can make a, uh, a bacon soda volcano or something. Why not? We can we can actually record this video that we're seeing and and send it out to everybody. I'm sure everybody would get a get a laugh out of that. Well, it has been it has been a great time. We're all oh, we're pushing on an an hour again. But again, I want to uh, tell you to check your show notes. That should pop up there, especially if you're on Facebook. Facebook now has a thing where it will alert you if you uh, like the page at uh, facebook.com/slash/fanaticlifepodcast. You get an alert when whenever uh, we drop an episode, uh, and and when you click on that, you can again see the show notes, and and that should be in any podcast player that you have or can find. If you can't find us in a podcast player, let me know, and I will make sure that happens. Uh, but I hope you've uh, I hope you've had some fun this hour. We've talked about so many things. Hopefully, you will uh, found something that you like, or maybe will like in the future. And in the future, we promise not to talk so much about math and geography, if we can help it. I make no promises. All right. For Jamie, I'm John. We hope you have a great week. Go out there and try something new. We'll see you later. Later.